It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're here live to answer your fantasy basketball questions. Me and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I'm not sick, but I'm not well. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. In LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Are you a double banger? You should be. Go ahead and listen to the video or watch the video. Then listen to the audio. Do it vice versa. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe. Hit the notification bell and leave your comments down below. We're also, of course, free on all platforms. We are here. Um, to answer questions for the first time in 2024. And I am joined once again. I, I was joined by Obi, but he's leaving. But I am now joined by the one and only Adam King. Welcome, Kingy. Josh, good to be here. Uh, excited to hear your ad read coming up for oh, anyone. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully it's a cracker. It's, it's a new one, and we're excited to get that uh, get that going later on. But we've got questions to answer straight away here. Yep, um, we do. I'm just going to answer this one in a, a certain way. So many tiers says, hey, what are your best guesses for which Blazers are going to be worth rostering around the fantasy playoffs? A, if your fantasy playoffs are in the wrong spot, not my problem. Like, do it correctly to begin with. That sounds snarky, but it is. it is. Um, Obi, I know, I know. I don't know who's going to be. It's, it's very hard to know which specific players are going to be not hurt in the rotation, traded um, in three months' time. There's, just don't, don't. What I would plan for is a lot of the guys like Grant, Aiton, Simons not being available in April. But in terms of who is going to be there, well, Kingy, I've got no idea. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, there's a few teams in that in that category this season, I think. So, um, yes, very hard to know. Ness says, Trey Jones said that he's starting. What do we do? Well, I have been telling you this for about a week and a half. It is likely because Malachi Branham is out. So you just go and add him. I don't, I don't think there's anything else with that, Kingy. No, I don't think so. I think if he's available and you need assists, go and get him. Um, Obi, Obi agrees. Okay. He's um, a massive Trey Jones guy over here. He's uh, yeah, but yeah, look, it's, it's, I think it's pretty straightforward that you go and do that. Um, I don't like to worry about this sort of stuff, Dylan. What do I think of Markin's outlook rest of the season? Any worries? Like, sh- like sure, anyone at any point can get hurt, can get dropped off, can trade, can, whatever. All this stuff can happen. There's no point. There's enough stresses in your life, I'm guessing, Dylan, unless you live an absolute charmed life, that sitting and worrying about hypothetical drop-offs of players in three months' time. It just shouldn't be the focus of what you're doing. Look to build other things. If you find a good trade that is an equivalent value, because half the time we all sit here and we worry about these things and we think this is going to happen and this will definitely happen and this is going to happen and it doesn't and you've just expended energy or gotten worse in the process by stressing about things that you think are going to happen and then you're nowhere near it. Yeah, I think per game, marketing has been fine, but 
as we said with Portland, we can't project the future, so we don't know uh, what's going to happen. Utah aren't aren't as competitive as they were last year, so well, they're at the moment, um, though. At the moment, yeah. Um, but overall, I don't know. Maybe they're going to shake things up a bit. It's really look. You could say that if I could get someone who's a very similar player to Markkinen, who is on a team that is better, who might not shut guys down with fake injuries, which the Jazz did for the last two and a half weeks of last season. But again, Mm -hmm. this problem is very much eliminated if you set your playoffs correctly. The other thing is is that we just saw the NBA come out with a fine issue to the Nets. They are Mm -hmm. one of the big things that's always been underreported, not here, but underreported is the part of the player participation policy was talking about cracking down on fake end-of-season injuries. So just be aware of that. I think... So many times people will look to move off of guys like Lowry. And if you're thinking this, everyone else is thinking it as well. Getting less value back in a trade for something that doesn't eventuate. I just think it's uh, probably a waste of energy the vast majority of times. All right, what about this one? Um, Daniel says, is Pat Williams still a hold in a standard category league, Kingy? Oh, I think so. Uh, I think we just hold and, and Levine's obviously close to coming back and people are going to take a hit. Um, I think it's probably Pat Williams or Caruso that drops out, probably Caruso. Um, yeah, look, I, I think he's doing just enough. His upside's not super high, but he, the minutes are there. He's been doing some defensive stuff. So I'd probably just be holding him um, and, until we see what happens. Yeah, I don't think there's any real problem in holding him. I don't think there's any huge names that are popping up off the web. Maybe it's Trey Jones, and look, if you had to make that switch just to see what happens, I'm okay with doing that. There is going to be a drop-off in Pat Williams. His upside is not high, as you said. He's not like this top 75 guy hiding, I don't think. It's you know, 100, 110, 120, that sort of an area, which is fine. Like, it's usable, but it could drop to worse than that. So, like, in a lot of these cases, it's context. Are you dropping him to add Chris Dunn? Then don't. Are you dropping him because maybe you've got a chance to add Trey Jones? Then maybe do it. And I think that's a, a better way of uh, approaching that sort of a question. Um. Joel, you must be in a very shallow league. Do I think Walker Kessler is worth a stash? Well, he shouldn't just be sitting on the waiver wire to begin with. So, sure, yes. You're sitting in first place, but yeah, no worries. Um, what about Draymond Green? We've got the news on Draymond today that apparently after the cryptic comments of Steve Kerr, Woj is like, oh, he might be coming back soon and joining the, rejoining the team. The suspension's coming soon. The way they've handled all this has been absolutely ridiculous to me. What do you think about... This Warriors looking full youth training mode. Don't agree with that necessarily. Does Draymond get back to projected value? Well, I guess what depends on what your projected value is. Kingy, where do you see Draymond now? If he's on the wire, do you go and add him? Um, oh, he is on the wire, wire in a couple of my leagues. Um, I've considered adding him. Um, yeah, projected value, as you said, depends what your value is. I think he's probably top 100 best case. Um I don't know. If he's there, you've got an injury spot that you can drop him into or you're sitting on top of your standings, then maybe uh, you add him. But I've never been super high on him anyway, so I'm probably a little bit biased in that respect. Um, So, yeah, I I think he's potentially worth adding, but I don't see him as a high priority. It really really just depends on what your team is as well. We know he's not going to score. He'll get rebounds, assists. Mm. The steals and blocks can be there. It might not be there. They're a bit all over the place, those categories. Um, But it does look like maybe at some point next week he's returning. There's definitely nothing wrong with adding him, but it's all going to be very specific. Um, I don't think they're going to be sitting there playing him 20 minutes a night if that's what you're asking. I think that there is obviously these other guys in the rotation, but... Draymond wasn't their problem in terms of on-court play. He was their second best player before he got hurt. Like he's been way better than Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson all season. So I don't think they're going to be like, all right, I know you've had all these issues, Draymond, but you're the one who's being banished. 
and not these other guys who have really struggled. So, yeah, I don't think so. Mike asked a question that only you can answer, Mike. Is it too late to sell Kobe White? I don't know. The only way of you knowing that is by trying it. Is it probably too late? Well, unless the other managers are living under a rock and they don't understand that Zach Levine is back on Friday, then probably yes. But you can try it still. And okay, I guess maybe we'll flip this question, King Is If you were selling high on Kobe White, what is like the type of player, the only level of play you would accept back in a trade that would make it worth it versus just holding on? Uh, I'd probably try to get top 60, maybe. If I couldn't get that, then I wouldn't bother. We actually spoke about this on my show last night with uh, with G and, and Mitch, and I actually sort of flipped this because I had this exact question. I actually flipped it and said, if you don't have Kobe White, keep an eye out for him becoming a buy low um, mm. when, when Levine comes back because Kobe White could have three games where he shoots 20%, which has nothing to do with Zach Levine. Uh, and managers to drop him or they just want to offload him, you might be able to get him for a top 120 player uh, in two weeks. And and I would do that because I still think he's... I think the Bulls have shown that they're comfortable with him now playing a big role and, and he's been able to do that. So, yeah, I'd keep an eye on that. I uh, yeah, had him on the Bylow show a couple of days ago as well. Obviously harder to do after he has a big go on mm-hmm. yesterday, but yeah, that's distinctly possible because he was like 200th over the prior two weeks um, leading up to yesterday's game. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. It is the start of a new year. Every small business owner is asking themselves the same sort of question. Look, what can you do in 2024 to take your business to the next level? LinkedIn Jobs knows that success in a business is all about the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I used to do a lot of hiring back in my previous life before I was reincarnated into this uh, yeah, person who talks about fake sports for a living. And it was frustrating. It's a frustrating experience trying to sift through the right candidates. And that's where LinkedIn Jobs can come and help. It's When you've got all the quality candidates given to you, the way LinkedIn Jobs does it, it is so much easier to do. In fact, 86% of small businesses can get a qualified candidate within 24 hours on LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. It's 2024 and you're going to hear the phrases bandied about um, your new year, new me, what are those big changes I need to make um, to help change my life and all these resolutions, but that often can be not what you need to do. Finding the small changes that can add on to all of the positive stuff that you've done in 2023 is the way to go about it. And therapy can help you find your strength so you can ditch the extreme changes and extreme resolutions and make small changes that really stick. If you're thinking about starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go online, you fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which is really important because if you don't click with your therapist, you're not going to be opening up. You're not going to tell them what you're actually thinking, and they're not going to be able to help you. So that's just a waste of your time and everyone's time. So you can go in there and just switch and find the person that you feel comfortable talking to. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Go to betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA to get 10% off your first First month that is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on NBA. All right, let us um, let us crack back in here, Kingy, and see what we need to go on here. What do we do with Jordan Clarkson? This is a really good question, Anton. I've been very, very clear and very upfront about. It. I have no idea what the hell is going on with the Jazz. I don't know what their rotation is, game by game. Even though the starters have been consistent for three or four in a row, what do you do with Clarkson? Because his last couple of games have been immense. I think you've 
got at him and yeah, we we drop him later on if it cools off or rolls change. I, I don't think you just ignore that though. No, I think I think if he's available, you go and grab it, grab him. Um, and and yeah, we we wait and see. He's been up and down this season. Um, he's been in and out of the starting lineup. Looks like he's going to be coming off the bench now. Um, I wish they'd just start Keontae George, but that that might come. Um, so yeah, look, grab him if he's available. Hold him. No one's really going to buy him, I don't think. So you just enjoy what yeah. he's doing right now. JJ eighty three. I knew I'd, I knew at some point I'd get one of these questions. Now it's time for me to offer my controversial take to get the people on audio to jump on the video so they can leave a comment and, and lambast me. He says, "What are your thoughts on Russ in a five cat league? There are no percentage categories, so I'm torn. You shouldn't be torn. He's shit house. You, you can't roster a player in a standard size league who's playing eighteen minutes a night." You just can't do it on the off hope that maybe someone gets injured later on. You're just shooting yourself in the dick, continuously waiting for this to happen, waiting for the glory days of when Russ was awesome. He's not awesome anymore. The fact that the Clippers are good now is because they reduced his minutes. And uh, while I'm saying that to, yeah, I'm sort of saying it contrary. I'm not. He's bad. Like, he's not good anymore. And I don't know what you're waiting for, hoping for this to happen. Yeah, the percentages aren't there. But the man is playing 18 minutes a night. That's not enough. Unless you're in a 16-team league, that is just not enough to matter. Kingy... Am I just off on that? Like, <clears throat> would you hold him for counting stats in limited minutes? Or would you hold for an injury? I just, I, I don't see why. I don't, but I am clearly in the minority because he's like 84% rostered. Uh, yeah, as you said, maybe in a deeper format, you could. If it's 16 team, maybe 14, probably not. In 12 team, I, I wouldn't be. I'd be, I think you could find value elsewhere. I think you could stream, um, or not even streaming. There'll just be better people available um, who are playing, as you said, more than 18 minutes because that's not enough. Yeah, it, it just isn't. like. And also, when Paul George was injured, he didn't change. It was when Kawhi was out that things were able to step up, but that's it. Oh, here's a good question. Hagen Utwell says, how much longer should we wait on Jalen Green's third-year leap? It's not coming, mate. Um, I talked about this in the off-season. It wasn't on my show. It was on uh, someone Ali's show. Where he, we were talking about the merits of Jalen Green. He says, oh, I'm not sure there's going to be a big leap for Jalen coming. Um, I still think he's got all-star upside. And I said, look, no offense. I know this is a rocket show, but if you don't take a leap in year three, you are never going to be, I very rarely going to be an all-NBA level player. Like That is when these guys, it doesn't matter who is around them, that is when these guys take that step forward and show that they are something. So this third year leap, um, I just don't think it's happening. I think Jalen Green is basically the same player. He has shown some improvements, but the efficiency is all the same. He's shown some improvements in his passing. But at this point, he's been on my drop list for about three or four weeks. And yeah, I'm done. Like if he fix it up, picks it back up later on, do it. I was in industry pickup. I had Jalen Green. I'm sitting on top of the stand. And I said, I'm not even bothering with this bullshit. I'll see you later. I could have stashed and held, but I just, I don't say it. Points league is a little bit different. Category leagues, I'm, I'm not here for a kingy. No, and I think the difference this year, I mean, as you said, he hasn't really progressed in terms of production, but Houston have progressed in terms of talent. And mm. so they don't need to play him 32 minutes now, even if he's playing bad. And I just pulled up his game log and he, you can see he's got 31, 28, 36, 25, 20, 23, 27. So his minutes, if he's not playing well if he's not producing they're just not going to play him um and you could argue that he's what the fifth best player now in the starting five potentially um dylan brooks not sure but um fred van fleet alperen shangun jabari smith they're better than him tari eason's probably better than him so uh yeah i i don't have him anywhere and i haven't really regretted not drafting him i don't think you should either um 
What's Drummond's trade value look like? It, it, it looks like the the inside of a dog's ass. Like it looks like nothing. There's no trade value whatsoever on Andre Drummond. Surely not. Although Kingy, you were a um, foresight legend. You were ahead of the curve when you added him in our matchup out of nowhere when he had five steals and two blocks in 18 minutes coming off the bench, and then a game later Vooch got injured. So you, you tell us about because you're the uh, Andre Drummond prognosticator here. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, I can't even remember why I picked him up. I think I just needed some you, rebounds. You just needed rebounds, or, yeah. And then he just went just crazy. And then now you've, he's turned into a top 60 player for the next two weeks. Yeah, so I'm just holding him there. Oh, look, trade value, I don't think anyone's trading for him. Um, if you can find someone who will give you a top 100 player, I'd do it. Um, no word on when Vooch is coming back, but it, it's going to be eventually. And now every time I watch Drummond play, I just think about you talking about him going ISO and trying to score. Mate, those, and, those Cleveland days were the, the funniest. Yeah, and, so and, and he, there, were, there were glimpses of that in the in the past two games uh, where he's, his percentages have been <laughs> not not sort of super impressive for a guy his size. So, but, but other than that, look, he's playing well. If you've got him, you just hold him until Booch comes back and then move on. Ricardo says... Is being listed as game time decision today suggest that Franz Wagner is potential return for the next game? I don't see. Orlando hasn't submitted an injury report, um, Ricardo. So wherever you're seeing game time decision is a uh, fake listing. I see, unless I'm completely wrong, where have you seen that? Because I have seen zero reports on Franz Wagner. Um, the Orlando Magic have not released an injury report at all. And I, yeah, I don't know what, where you're seeing that. Unless you're, this is, and uh, Ricardo, this is not to you. But this is to everybody, and people take this a lot. They, they will often look at their fantasy site, their team, and they go, well, my fantasy site actually says this guy's a shooting guard. I go, I'm telling you now, DeMar DeRozan hasn't played shooting guard in five years. He's not. He's a power forward. But my site says, cool, he's not. Or they'll say, well, this is actually listed here on Yahoo, and it's not. Often, if a player gets hurt in a game and we have no update, the default status is it just turns him into questionable or game-time decision for the next day. I've heard nothing on Franz Wagner to suggest that he's a game-time decision. And as I said, there is literally no official injury report from the Magic that he's out yet. Unless you found something different, Ricardo, just be really cautious about reading into that news when because nothing has been released, so that's all they've got to go on, I guess. And unlike me, they don't like to speculate on those things. Yeah, and I just checked the injury report. There's nothing there yet. So, mm. as you said, it's. I would love him to play. I doubt he plays. I would think that he's missing. I've got him out for about a week at this point, and I think that's probably fair enough. I Who knows? We, we don't know. Maybe he is back next game. But um, this game-time decision tag, I'm just not certain that it is what you think it is. Um, all right, Victor, who is the biggest thumbs-up legend there is, he says, Josh and Kingy, I have AD and Cat in a points league. They both have two games in one playoff week. Yeah, I know. It's rough, isn't it? Should you try to get players who have three or four games, like AD and Cat for Embiid or AD and Sabonis? Um, I think AD and Cat for Embiid is too much to give up for Embiid, to be fair. But yes, like having your two, let's say well, let's say Cat's your fourth best player, but having two of your best four players have two games in a week in the playoffs is a killer. That's why I would never have suggested drafting you know, uh, Luca and Kyrie together or Luca and AD or LaMelo and AD or whatever because the, the Lakers, the Wolves, the Hornets and the Mavericks had two games in the playoffs depending on when your schedule was, but they were the only teams with a two-game schedule. And combining those two is a really it's hard. It's going to be hard to deal with that. Three-game weeks, I don't really care. If you go 3-3-4 three, three, and have 10 games or something having 12, I don't care. A two-game week is a killer for a top-level pick. So I would be looking to move off those players. 
you get AD and Cat for Embiid, too much, considering AD and mm-hmm. Embiid are basically very similar. But yeah, you should be looking to make those moves. I'm not sure everyone's going to be looking at the two-game playoff weeks at this point, but I would be very, very interested in doing that. Yeah, agreed. I, I, would, I wouldn't give up AD and Cat for Embiid, but I'd certainly be looking to move off at least one of those guys. Um. Two questions. Oh, we'll do this question here. Zon says, is Jalen Johnson the Hawks' new superstar? King, I'll let you have that one. Um, look, it was one game. Like, people are talking about yesterday's game, obviously, and, and it was good. And he's been awesome this season. We talked about him again last night on my show and uh, did some hypothetical trades, and we did Jalen Johnson for Brandon Ingram, and all of us went Jalen Johnson over Brandon Ingram. Um, is he their new superstar? I don't know. I mean, that's probably not a term I'd, I'd attach to him yet, but he is very good and our concerns coming into the season after the preseason were that his minutes weren't going to be where we wanted them to be and it took them two games to figure out that he needed to be playing big minutes so he's he's sort of top 40 or something this season isn't he i think he's probably yeah yeah, uh so is he their new superstar i think he's i think you could argue he's their second best player uh yeah uh, yeah, well, uh, yes, I think you could argue. Uh, look, Dejounte hasn't; he's not as good as some people think. But I think Dejounte probably still has been better than Jalen Johnson. But mm-hmm. let's also remember something: is that the man that wears number eleven on that team, for some reason, for a guy that scores a lot of points, is consistently disrespected. He's been unbelievably good, Trey Young, and mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are just so quick to be like, "Oh, they've got to move off Trey Young." Like, he's been. He, do you know how good he's been? Like, he's been ridiculously good. And I know there are concerns defensively, but he has actually been better on that end this season. Uh, better does not mean good. Better means better. And oh, so Jalen is very good. I think he could be a, a very strong number two sort of a player. But he's also... I don't want to compare him to this guy because Miles Bridges is, is a ship bloke. But in terms of the dependency level of his production, it feels like he's got this ability. But if Trey goes down, can he ever take over? I don't know about that part of it. Mm. But in terms of everything else, I love what he's done. He was a, a really interesting player that we talked about at the end of last season. Was, hey, maybe there's a breakout here. As soon as John Collins was traded, went, oh, maybe. And then people go, no, they'll just start Sadiq Bay. And go, you know, they're dickheads, so you're probably right. But that obviously uh, didn't last. But I don't know if there's that true, I am the number one. I've got 28 usage. I'm creating everything for myself sort of a player in there, which to be a superstar... I sort of think you need to have that in you, and, and I don't really know. I don't really know that he's uh, got that. Today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, and that new sponsor is Hungry Root. Now, obviously, this company has done no market testing in Australia, but that is okay because they're not available in Australia. Kingy, I know that you're always hungry for a root, which should be one of their um, catchphrases. But if you're looking to eat a little healthier in 2024, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from the short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. I'm sure many of you have a New Year's resolution to get involved with Hungry Root and dealing with the cold and being healthy and, and eating things at a much healthier level, and that's what Hungry Root is able to provide. You can save money. You save money on groceries because they're delivering these fresh veggies right to your house. You reduce food waste hoping to save up to 30% on food waste each week. And you save time without having to worry about meal planning, going to the grocery store as well. You take a short quiz and Hungry Root gets to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. 
They ask what flavor that you like, what kitchen appliances you use, and then they keep your needs and preferences top of mind and build you a cart with delicious recipes and all your grocery needs for the week. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. That is a lot of veggies. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That is HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use the link so that they know that we sent you we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed I have never been hungrier for a root in my life, Kingy. Um, free, free veggies, free roots for a lifetime. It is a uh, amazing, amazing deal over there from the guys at Hungry Root. All right, what are we going to talk about now? That's not rooting. Um, which team is the scariest to play in industry pickup right now? Well, I don't. I, I am on top. I don't think it's me. I think it's probably Drew. To be honest, he he beat me and then beat up beat. Oh no, yeah, I've lost two of the last three. I think it's probably uh, Drew at the moment. Yeah, it's not me. Uh, <laughs> it's um, yeah. Look, I mean, every team is scary to me. I lost to Dan Titus last week, and he was last. Uh, so yeah, look, it's probably probably Drew. Drew's team looks pretty good. Beat if beat up beat you, then he must be he must have a fairly solid team i mean obviously you'd had a pretty good run as well oh, yeah, so i had a stinker last week i don't know what the hell happened in that in that week but yeah his, his team's pretty good drew's is pretty good but i'm back on track this week i'm seven two up at the moment uh yeah i'm not so um all right jordan jensen scoot and Keontae are still projected to go off again really it's i know that I, I i talk a lot and i have a lot of shows and i do written content and all this sort of stuff it's i think it's really important and some of you will have heard me say this many times it's really important to stress what i mean when i say this i don't think i've ever ever said that they're going to go off and i think as soon as i said man i think you should go grab keontae george i'm really excited what he can bring I go, man josh is getting hard he's you know, so excited he's frothing about these guys he thinks he's gonna be no 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 it's not what i'm saying at all it's all about trying to find little edges on the margins it's not about me saying if i'm telling you hey there is a top 20 play here go and grab him stop what you are doing immediately if you're having a conversation with your missus about discipline issues with your kid at school you stop it and go and add that top 20 play go hold on i've got to go and add trey young because he just got dropped that is a different story that is not what i've ever said about scoot and kionte i think they can have some solid runs i think i said maybe they can be top 90 best case scenario but you can't be holding both of these guys in a luxury stash type scenario if your team is struggling I don't know when things are going to change for these guys. Like Scoot is starting already over Malcolm Brogdon, so there's already a start there. It's going to take time, and it literally might not ever happen this season. That is completely possible. I think you can move on from Keontae. I think that he has lost momentum with the injury, and there's no real plan at the moment to get him into this larger role. It will... It might happen later on, but you cannot afford to have two rookie point guards who struggle with efficiency, who we just are not sure of their role, and sit them both on your team, because um, you will just lose. If you're in a strong position, you can have one of them. But at some point, we're 11 weeks into the season. You've got to start getting production out of players. And these guys, I do think rostering Scoot is the right decision. But that's not going to be for everyone, Kingy. You can't just be you'd be really cautious of... And I try, I try not to be hyperbolic when I talk. And I think I do a pretty good job of it. But often, people will hear something get spoken and then turn it into, oh, it's the best. It's the best ever. It's all going to happen. It's all going to blow up from here. And I try really hard not to do that. But just be really cautious about when I say that, hey, let's add... 
Keontae and see what happens. I'm talking about maybe you get a run of a top 100 player, like maybe, but not necessarily. But we like to get ahead of it and we like to see what happens. How do you view these two guys? Uh, yeah, look, I think both could have value at some point. If I had to pick one now, if you had to say both these guys are available, I can add one. Scoot would be the player I'd be adding because, as you said, he is starting. Keontae is not. Um, yeah, I don't see them coming out and having top 30 runs or anything like that. So they're not not guys you need to, as you said, if you're having a chat, even if you're talking about Hungry Root, um, I, I would I would continue that discussion and and leave them. Scoot would be the priority. But, yeah, it's it's hard to hold both of them unless you're sitting so far atop your standings that, that uh, you can deal with uh, some frustrating production over the next could be month, six weeks. Mike asked, do I get paid per episode or do I make a salary? No, I get paid per episode. So, well, when I, well, I don't get paid per, I get paid per view, basically. That's, that's, that's how it works. Like the more people that watch, the more I get paid. So I don't have a set salary to do this. Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know why you would ask that, but anyway, there we go. Um, Ty Baskets. Fontecchio is definitely an ad. Look at his last five games, and as long as he keeps starting, all right, I will go and look at his last five games. I know his last two have been good. I'll get your opinion on Fontecchio first before I go and have a look um, at Simone's value, Kingy. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so I'm actually going to talk about him in my show with uh, Dan Titus today. Uh, I picked him up last last night or night before, so I got yesterday's game. Look, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been a bit up and down. He's been playing pretty good minutes the last few games. I think he's at about 30 minutes in the last three games. Um, but before that, he wasn't. Before that, I, I remember because I, I added him for his 24-point game. I held him for a few games, got the 16-point game that he had, and then he sort of fell off, so I dropped him. Um, yeah. So, look, I think maybe maybe he's worth an ad. I wouldn't say he's definitely worth an ad. This is what happened, right? So he had that 24-point game, and then he went 7-2-9. Then he had 16. Then he went 6-8-5. So in, he had double-digit scoring in one out of seven games after that. And you say, look at his last five games. The last three have been really strong. The two before that was a 23-minute 8-3-0 game and a 5-2-0 game in 14 minutes. The last three games have been really good. But as always, let's go and have a look. How is it happening? Well, the minutes are up. That is true. But oh, look at that. He's shooting 49% from three over the last seven games, 55% from the field, and blocking uh, completely out of the ordinary 1.3... Uh, sorry, getting 1.3 steals per game when he's at 0.6 for the season. So... It is a definite run of hot shooting that is pushing him up. The steals are double his usual rate. It's working well at the moment, and it's okay to try it. But also remember, you don't get credit for the last three games. And this level, he's a good shooter. He is a good shooter. He's not a 49% shooter. He's probably not a 1.3 steals guy. And there's no guarantee he plays 29 minutes a night as we move forward. So while it's okay to have a crack at it, I don't think there's anything definite about it. And all we've got to look back to is the game on the 28th of December, and he had five points in 14 minutes in that game. So it's not like this is extended run of fantastic performance because it's three, well, it's actually, it's three really good games, and he's also had six steals in those games, which has bumped all of his numbers up, and I talk about steals. The four before that, he had zero, 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 zero. So it is a really nice hot run. It's okay to do it. It's on the back of high steal numbers, on the back of high three-point percentage. It will fall off without any question in my mind, but go do it. Like, this is what I mean. Like, you're... you're here giving the same level of, not the same level of excitement, but you're saying to Adam, and that, that is okay. But I just, in terms of sustainability of it, I don't, don't really think it's there, Kingy. 
No, and he, he has started the last three games, which has been has. that that's been sort of the change and Kessler to the bench for whatever reason. I'm not sure. He's also he started. started doing, but. He started 17 games this season. He's averaged 29 minutes mm. in those games, and he's averaging under 13 points with 0.9 steals, four rebounds, and two assists. Like 13, four, and two. He's really just been a three-point streamer during those 17 games with 2.43s on 39%, which is reasonable. But I could name you 10 three-point streamers available now that you could still get that sort of numbers out of. It's a nice little run. He's putting it together. But when we want to realistically project it back, he's probably just not going to shoot or get steals to that level. And that's going to have an overall impact on, on that production. Um, but yeah, there you go. I think I added him in one show as well. Uh, in one show, in one bloody uh, league too. Um, what are my thoughts on the Pirtle situation? I've given them plenty of times, but... Um, Actually, Ty said, as long as you keep starting, it's definitely out. I just read those starting numbers. They're not that good. They're fine. But again, this is going to drop off. But go and add. A starter who plays 29 minutes is definitely okay to have a crack at. I just don't think that it's going to stick at that level. What do you think about the Pirtle situation? Because I talked about it. I talked about my logic in trying to project it. I talked about how that just got completely blown up in my face. So, Kingy, what do you think about the Pirtle situation? Um. Well, I mean, what uh, what exactly are they referring to with Pirtle's situation? Because he's at thirty-two minutes. In, yeah, well, in the, last the situation games. was that he was playing like twenty-four minutes a night, yeah, and now he's playing thirty minutes a night. So, w- what is real there? And my point on it was is that he played twenty-two minutes a night in the two games that Precious didn't play and was out of the rotation. So I said trading Precious actually has no impact on his minutes. And then, of course, he's played thirty-plus minutes in every mm. game since Precious has been traded. Which there's no logic behind that in terms of how the rotation was running before. They just decided, well, okay, now we're not going to play Boucher. We're not going to play Siakam at center ever again. Um, and Pirtle's going to get the minutes, which I love. I think he should get the minutes. So I feel, knowing what I know about Pirtle as a player, I feel good about him getting those minutes. So it's not like I said, well, they're going to find out that he should not play the minutes. I think they're going to find out that he should have been playing them all along. So I think it is relatively sustainable. My skepticism was whether the coaches would actually do it. And they did. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I don't have him anywhere, but but if you've got him, you've got to be enjoying what's happened the last week and oh, yeah. um, and hopefully it sticks. I mean, it make, we know how good Pirtle is and how much impact he can be a real positive impact on, on the game. So, yeah, hopefully it sticks. Um, but Toronto, much like many other teams this season, their rotations seem to change from one night to the yeah, next. Yeah, shout out to Memphis and their centers. All right, Kingy, you can actually answer this question because we've met in real life. Jordan says, <laughs> am I tall in real life? Do I play ball? Well, no, I don't play ball. But Kingy, you know, you, we've met in real life. I'm not as tall as you. But uh, you can uh, give credence to the the height that I actually am. Uh, yeah, you're not as tall as me, but I would say you are tall because mm-hmm. I am based on most people. You, you're you're taller. Um, what are you, six two, I'm, six three? I'm six four. Six four. And, and okay. you're six six. Yeah. 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 Um. So and both both of those heights are tall when the, you compare uh, them to. They, to the average person, um, they are. that is tall. So, so yes, you are tall. And did you ever play? Nah, I played footy. No. Okay, I played footy, footy and cricket. That was all my time taken up. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't play outside of you know schoolyard stuff. And then I, as yeah. an as an adult, I played a couple of like bullshit leagues. Um, but you're not is in a in a highly not in a competitive sort of environment. No. Yeah, and were you a bowler? Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, that's what happens yeah. when you're six foot four, mate. That's and, right. And you've got it. Uh, you've got a penchant for trying to hurt people with a little red ball. Yeah, yeah. That, that is what happens. Um, all right, we are. What are we going to do? We're going to do. Uh, should we? Are oh, you going to go to work? Don't you? Oh, are you off? Uh, no, I've got to go to work, but I can do. I let's can do a bit more. let's do one last question then. 
I'm just going to find the perfect question if I can find it. Um, that's a real life question, but Eric, there's no way that anyone's paying two first round picks and one to two players for Terry Rozier. Okay, there's no chance. Uh, I, well, I don't think anyway. Um, all right, let's just go. Emmanuel quickly is in the news. He got traded. What do you think rest of season, Kingy? Because we can look at him as like, is he top 100? Is he top 75? Or is he top 40 in there? Um, well, I mean, it's a small sample size, what we've seen, but I would, I don't know, I would think possibly top 75 rest of the season, top top 60, best case. Um, I don't know, he's looked good. I think it's reasonable to suggest top, top 50 is best case. So I think, mm. the top of my head, I think in that little run at the end of last season when he was playing 29 minutes a night, I think he was like top 40 for a bit of time where he was shooting unbelievably in New York. I, I think a reasonable expectation is probably top 70. Um, your best case is probably top 40. He does lack a little in assist numbers and rebounds and steals, which is always going to limit the upper upper level of what he does. So I think probably top 60, top 70 is a reasonable uh, longer-term expectation on that one for the rest of this season. But I do think he's one of those guys that was always on my list of, hey, someone should trade for him and get him into a starter's rock because he's going to be big. And now I'm just waiting for the next lot of those guys. Do you have any of those players that you think, oh, I'm just waiting for them to get traded, King? Because I've got, always got a couple in, in my head. Oh, God, I probably do. Um... Oh, I don't know who who it would be off the top of my head. Uh, I'd have to scroll through teams and and look. I mean, there's always there's always players that I'd like to see getting more minutes. Um, man, I think. Well, I mean, he's getting good minutes, but Larry Nance, Larry Nance got 33, 34 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I don't think he can do good, it though. But, I just don't think no. he can do it anymore. And that's like, yeah, there are a few players like that. The guys to me that I, I want to get sort of into a larger role are uh, Quentin Grimes. I think he could actually be a really, really good player. I think mm-hmm. Cole Anthony in 30 minutes and I can be actually really good. I think Max Christie can be really good in a, in a couple of years' time at least. I think Julian Champagne in 30 minutes a night could be a really good player. Um, they're probably the ones that stand out to me that they're sort of buried at the moment. And if that opportunity arose for them that in the in future, oh, Peyton Watson, the other one as well, obviously, which we've yeah, we've spoken about him yeah. at, at length, but there are, there's quite a few of those. And last question, I asked you this one, Kingy. He says, have you dunked before? Yes, I have. <laughs> have not in a game environment, but yeah, worked really hard. I went to the gym. I said to the gym people, hey, design me a program. I want to dunk. So we just did bunches of like legs and ass work. Giggity. And I got it. I got it and did it. I went, yeah, I'm happy with that. That's probably it for me. And I'm sure you have, Kingy. Uh, yes. When I was younger, it was, yeah, uh, multiple dunks per game kind of thing. Oh, per, was... per game, this guy. Per oh, game. Per, per game. Per game. Sean Kemp over yeah. here. Well, all right. That'll um that'll bring us to the end of this, Kingy. Thanks again for coming on. Tell us what you're doing uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, well, I've got three shows a week, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, we've got Mike Fiddle doing his Wednesday betting DFS show, uh, talking about all the stuff that I know nothing about. Uh, and we've got Noah doing his Tank Me Later show uh, on, when's he doing those? Tuesdays, I think. So five nights a week, uh, we should have shows coming out. Uh, as we start to get towards the playoffs, we're not we're not that far off. Yeah, we are getting close. Like- eight, nine weeks away from fantasy playoffs in most cases. And it uh, is pretty exciting, Kingy. That will uh, bring us to the end of this. We're going to head out and I'm going to go and do all of the stuff that I need to do now. Thank you again for coming on. My pleasure. I will uh, I'll head to work and, and I'll be back on in, in a couple of weeks. You will be. Guys, if you are here, I'm sure you want to be double bangers. So listen on audio. 
go across to the video side and you know you need to and need a water. You ring the bell, you subscribe, you thumbs up, you leave your comments. All of that stuff goes such a long way to helping this show grow and to have continue to have its best season ever. Um, follow on the audio channels as well on social media and all of that sort of stuff, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.